This is a podcast by the Positive Psychology People. Five Considerations to Help You Navigate Meaning and Purpose During Midlife by James McIntyre Ewer You may have heard of the term midlife crisis. As people approach their mid-30s or 40s, it's quite common to experience a phase of deep reflection, introspection and evaluate one's accomplishments in life. Quite often people start to question whether it's too late to start a family or change career. Maybe they've been in their current job for a long time and are now feeling stuck, empty or unfulfilled. The sense of safety and security they spent so long building is now too risky to jeopardize, yet reinforced each day they don't act. Perhaps they're starting to feel life's toll on their skin, body and health realizing they won't be around forever and wondering whether people will remember them when they're gone. The death of someone close can also be a cruel reminder of our limited time here. If you're looking for some inspiration, keep listening as I'll briefly outline five ways to help you find a sense of meaning and purpose in your midlife. Number one, being connected to something greater. Fortunately, we're not alone as these needs can be explained with the likes of developmental psychology. Eric Erickson outlines eight stages of psychosocial development, and specifically, as we enter the mid-stage of our lives, we all have a hope to be connected to something bigger and nurture future generations. This is a likely reason people start to question the meaning of life, their legacy, or whether it's too late to have children. Knowing the meaning of life is extremely complex and subjective, which makes us feel uncertain and sense a lack of control. I want you to know that these feelings are completely normal and felt by us all, but they are also what makes life worth living. After all, a predictable future would take the element of surprise and excitement out of our lives. Number 2. Regret of Inaction Research has shown that the regret of inaction is far greater than the potential regret of taking action. When people regret the things they didn't do or opportunities they missed, it leaves them in a state of hopelessness, one which can never be satisfied. On the other hand, when we choose to do something we later regret, it isn't as bad because we would have felt some element of control in the matter. Let's consider the f top five regrets of the dying recorded by a palliative nurse. Number one, I wish I had the courage to live a life true to myself, not to the life others expected of me. Number two, I wish I hadn't worked so hard. Number three, I wish I had the courage to express my feelings. Number four, I wish I had stayed in touch with my friends. Number five, I wish that I'd let myself be happier. Notice that most of these regrets exemplify inaction. It's clear that those who take risks tend to be happier and more satisfied with their lives. So here are some reflective questions to ask yourself. Is inaction worth the long-term feeling of regret? What are the rewards and benefits of taking action now? What's really holding you back? Number two, other people's expectations. It's also important to be aware of external influences that may be holding us back from pursuing our passions and living our best lives. From early on in our lives, we're told what to do and a lot of our expectations are set by our parents, for instance, which subjects to study at school. In some cases, family expectations continue to have a strong influence over the careers we pursue. 
Expectations of our friends can even have a hold on the way we behave. You may have heard of fight, flight, freeze modes, but there's also one called fawn, which has a people-pleasing fear response. What we really need to be asking ourselves is whether other people's expectations align with our own needs and values, because when they don't, that we're likely to lose motivation and feel resentful with the consequences in the long run. It's easy to get caught up in societal expectations, but it doesn't mean we have to let them continue to dictate our everyday choices and actions. While set expectations aren't easy to change, it's never too late. Reflective questions to ask, to ask yourself could be, what are some healthy expectations you wish to set? Which external influences are holding you back? Number three, acting in alignment with your core values. What do we value most in life? It could be family, relationships, community, serenity, health, personal growth, equality. The list is endless. Our core values are the fundamental principles that drive our emotions and motivation. If seeing inequality makes your blood boil, it means you value fairness. Whether or not you do something about it is a question of whether your behavior aligns with your values. Though we may not notice it on a daily level, over time it will leave you feeling a sense of purpose, while in its absence you might be left feeling unfulfilled. Though our careers may not be our top priority, it's useful to remember that we spend a third of our lives engaging in them. So. Either way, our choice of career will affect our well-being. It's not so clear-cut, though. Our emotions can be triggered in other ways and affect the decisions we make on the spot. When acting out of fear, we might make decisions that please others over ourselves. When we make emotionally charged decisions in a moment, they tend to be more irrational and potentially something we will later regret. Until we have a clear understanding of our core values, we're likely to continue doing a job we don't care about or make decisions we later regret. Even though our friends and family can negatively influence the things we value, they can also be a means of bringing you closer, as they know you better than anyone. It could be a time to take a step back and reflect on what's truly important. What are your core values? Did a, re uh, did a recent decision you made align with your core values? Are you persisting with something meaningful or out of compliance? And number five, being part of a community. Volunteering and giving back to your community can also be a great way to find purpose during midlife. Being part of a community is being part of something greater than yourself, potentially leaving a legacy for future generations. It's also a great way to make new connections with like-minded people and offers a range of health benefits. In fact, helping others releases endorphins and is sure to make others to feel good too. It also provides a sense of fulfillment and belonging, so the benefits are rather extensive. Reflective questions to ask yourself could be, how can you give back to your community? What volunteer opportunities align with your values? Whatever the reasons may be, it's important to remember that finding your purpose during midlife can be a challenging but also rewarding experience. Finding your purpose is not a one-time event, but a lifelong journey that changes and evolves as we grow and learn. While we may not be in control of what others think of us, we are in control of the expectations we set. 
being clear on what matters allows us better to allocate our finite mental resources and feel a greater sense of purpose in our lives. If you enjoyed listening to this and need some support in finding your meaning and purpose, visit my website at flourishingthoughts.com and book a free consultation. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe, rate and comment. Visit our website at thepositivepsychologypeople.com and connect with us on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. The Positive Psychology People is dedicated to sharing the evidence-based science of what makes a life worth living. Please share this episode with friends or family or anyone you think might find it valuable. Thank you for your support.